This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. West Virginia. Its place name alone paints imagery of rolling hills and country roads. Known for its flying mammals like the Indian and big-eared bat, as well as several species of large crane. But of course, the natives of Point Pleasant will warn you of another flying beast. With a ten-foot wig span and piercing red eyes hovering above, warning of impending doom. It might also be radioactive and it could be an alien. Today on Sexy Beasts, the Mothman. Wow. Oh, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Hey, hey, sexy beasts. Welcome to Sexy Beasts, your foray into the weird and sexy world of cryptids, monsters, and all things mysterious. Each podcast will be devoted to a specific creature. We're going to discuss its history, its merits, and then we're going to use our FEC, Fighting Evidence, Cool Factor Analysis... To rank the beast against other creatures in our crypto base so that we are, end up with a big sexy leaderboard, a.k.a. the Premier Crip. So think of this like the audio version, cryptid version of Top Trumps. And be sure to listen all the way to the end where we're going to be closing out the show with a freak encounter. Where we read your submitted encounter with a mysterious being, except this time it's not going to be a ghost. Because it's fucking my freak encounter. And Ooh, I can tell you that I know it's personal. not a ghost. So this is my personal experience freak encounter. This so is the first time we've had a non uh, ecto entity, ecto. Yeah, I mean, is that is that is that is ecto like you would have like vulpine or canine? Or like it's genus. A genus, yeah. Um, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna take an educated guess and say Ew. fine. Uh, well, look, what's ectoplasm? Ectoplasm, yeah, like you know, ecto one uh, canine plasm. Ecto one from Ghostbusters. Ecto one from Ghostbusters. So look, we haven't even introduced ourselves. My name is uh, I am I am the, the the Steve Irwin of abusing animals. Why did I make why did I not Oh no, we can't that, do that. No, that's not true. Yeah. Don't. Anyway, I'm Tony Cantwell, and my co-host is always Mark Jago. Hello. Hi, I'm Mark Jago, the Steve Irwin of um, cryptozoology. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Use my one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Jago, now we've had a very popular. Very, we have a very popular podcast on our hands. Yeah, uh, blown up, blown up. The people have been amazing, sending in wonderful, lovely, 
bits of info and fan art as well. Fan art. Yeah. Uh, we've got another fantastic illustrated uh, cryptid I this week. I have a stalker. You have a stalker now yeah. at this stage. Bit embarrassing, but it's gone to our heads a little bit, especially yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. changed. I know. Yeah, the uh, the gold teeth grill was yeah. a new investment on, my, <laughs> on myself. Why does he have those gold teeth? He's mad into monsters now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you very much for uh, all the very kind words and support. We're now into the fourth episode, mm. um, and it's going to make very, things very interesting when we get into the old premier crypt, especially when we look at this fucking thing this week. Mm. This fucking cryptid. What we have on our hands. Mark Jago possibly might be the most cited cryptid in the history of this podcast. I would consider this a cryptid slash conspiracy theory. It, oh! it, 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 it breaks the boundary between the two because it is so widely known. Mm. Now, again, we're always going to refer back to this. No Bigfoot. No Bigfoot. It's no Bigfoot. It's no Bigfoot. But bitch. it's it's right up there. It's in the higher echelons. The higher echelons. The top of the ziggurat. So this this week we have... Middle America's own, the Mothman. Is it Middle America? Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not too go- uh, au fait on my American geography. So I think West sure, Virginia is sort of. Mid. I kind of pictured this. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's mid. I think and it's I was, mid, mid to south. And I had this whole bit where I was going to be all like, "It's like the, it's like the Bruce Springsteen of cryptids." He's from but, New Jersey. <laughs> I know, and there's, and there's a Jersey Devil. Oh, no. So that would be the... Yeah. the but he's... I mean, the Mothman is kind of the all-American hero of Yeah, cryptid. he is, yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's the quarterback yeah. of the cryptid uh, American football team. Right, well, look. Can we do something like we did similarly where we have the... You're burning someone's ear off at a party elevator pitch as to, hey, man, have you heard about this thing? And then we can yeah. get into the bigger synopsis of what we're talking about. Again, I'm at a party. We've had too much to drink. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm, I've become part of the couch. I'm talking to Randy beside me. And he's like, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, well, let me tell you about this herald of destruction. <laughs> the Mothman. He's a bipedal winged humanoid with glowing red eyes uh, who, who tends to tell people when things are going to be destroyed but he also, I have nowhere to go from here. <laughs> Perfect, that's great. You've already, you've been, Randy's out the door. Yeah, Randy's gone. So the Mothman, okay. I mean, well, I, I don't know which way you're going to break this down, but normally how we do it on the show is you give a kind of r- rough idea of what this thing is, and then we kind of break it down into our reviewing system of each of its attributes. So whenever you're ready. Yeah, so uh, uh, in elevator pitch, it's a bipedal winged humanoid. Uh, glowing red eyes is uh, like a thing that is spread across any sort of description of them. They have yeah. glowing red eyes. Um, it goes back a lot further than its most famous was in this place called Point Pleasant, which we will probably go into for evidence and stuff like that. Yeah. Virgil. But and, and, and part of it is the fact that I suppose part of its of what it's of why it's so popular is that you know its its main sightings m- primarily have been from like 1966 on. on but you're saying yeah. that there was previous. Yeah, for previous ones, I was going to say 1967 on, but before that, it's actually been um, the Shawnee tribe of Native Americans have had uh, two creatures. Uh, one of them called the Missawanga, which goes around. Uh, it sounds like that Pokemon, Missanango. Missing no. Missing no, yeah. And <laughs> um, they used to um, describe this creature as a man, half man, half insect. Right. Now, Mothman is a bit of a misnomer because it's, it was given that name by papers. Right. But if if the descriptions that people give it, it's more like an owl. 
So yeah, so kind of visualizing kind of hunched shoulders. Yeah. If, if you were to picture a man uh, kind of not really looking at the arms, it would kind of have nipple eyes, big red nipple eyes. <laughs> well, that's an absolute leap. But no, like, I mean, if you looked at the kind of the shape, the silhouette, silhouette, say the, say the silhouette of Batman and cut his head off yeah. and put big red eyes on his nipples. And that's the kind of silhouette. Um, Big red eyes on his... Oh, yeah, no, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Am I, I just describing what I really want What you want see? is your ideal Tinder match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, I guess... Lose you, the I, head. I, was sort of, I wasn't following you there for a second, but now I, now I smell what you're stepping in. Sure. So it's... You're right. So he's hunched over, so his head where would be where his chest would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, again, it's... It has giant wings, but it, fla- it folds its wings down, so it looks like a man in a trench coat as well. Ooh. Which, uh, as we all know, anybody who owns a trench coat is a pedophile. Is a pedophile, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's on Wikipedia. That's I a given. That. That's a given. Yeah, but it's, it can fly up to 100 miles an hour. It has been known to uh, harass cars driving by in certain areas of Point Pleasant, which lends its name well to the Mothman. It's just a giant moth attacking <laughs> well-lit cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, there might be some sinister behind it, but no, you're, so far it's just ending like a mop man. Um, but as I said, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, as the intro from our mm-hmm. best friend David Attenborough uh, came out came about. There's been a lot of that again, David. Thanks again. Uh, spent all our budget on him, <sighs> but it it doesn't tend to be malicious mm. per se. It just tends to uh, turn up before accidents have tend to occurred. And sort of point stuff out to him, almost like a like a security consultant or something, <laughs> a, a well, building surveyor. <laughs> well, I think that's part of it. I mean, I, I, there's been multiple. You could consider disasters where people. Well, no, they are disasters. There's been multiple disasters mm. where people have reportedly seen something in the area around the time. Um, but maybe we can go into that in what evidence, maybe. Yeah, so we'll go into ev- evidence. Is probably going to be a bit probably a bit larger than usual sure. in the uh, in in our effect system because there is so. Uh, it's a deep and layered cake about them. Beautiful. Well, look, why we're going to unravel this thing, mostly probably in evidence. Let's break it out first, use our FEC rating, and first kick it off with a bit of fighting. Uh, fighting. Right, fighting. I No. <laughs> I'm just going to say this wow. right now. I think it has no fighting ability whatsoever. What? Yeah, I just, I don't think it's, I think it's a tough creature. It stimulates me, Jago, when we come at this from different sides. Oh, really? Yes. So wait, well, I want to hear your explanation of this first. Um. Right, well, I would say that, right, when you're looking at fighting, see, this is, again, something that I, I feel like in previous episodes, I was looking at proven fighting ability, and then we go on to evidence, and I say, and then evidence can dictate how strong someone's, fi- mm. you know, the fighting ability You back is. up facts. Exactly. So I think you have to look Incorrect, at- but go on. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, so say, right, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this from, uh, say, fighting potential, okay? Um, this is a thing that is seven foot tall. Most people say looks like a fucking bodybuilder man, you know, has fucking ten wing- a uh, ten-foot wingspan can fly as fast as a car. Uh, is fucking clairvoyant. So, so, now, so it, this thing apparently, it, you know, we'll get get into it further in evidence, but has been seen at such places like you know, 
fucking world trade ahead of time a bridge disasters ahead of time mm. again we, we'll unravel that further l- later on but imagine fighting this thing this is like you know you know batman trying to give it a dig and it's all like i knew you would do that you know and then tries to kick it in the in the ass and as it moves out of the way you know or psycho mantis you know oh, yeah we where you have to unplug control. your yeah, controller and plug it into yeah. the other one so we can't read your mind this thing is clairvoyant this thing also could be radioactive you know, there's mm. there's there's reports that this thing uh, only made uh, or only started showing up when there was a bunch of radioactive waste being dumped in one of the nearby lakes. Another thing is, it also could be a fucking alien. It, this thing could be an alien. This thing could have tech far beyond our understanding. Because the interesting thing about the Mothman, you know, and I, I know previously I'm like, oh, this is too many things, so it sucks because it's not a strength <laughs> to anything. But it, it kind of does fall under this big... I think that's kind of part of the popularity of it is because it does fall under one banner of all weird, unexplained things and they're like, Mothman, Mothman, Mothman. Mothman. Yeah. But if it is Mothman, then fucking hell. What, I wouldn't want to fight this thing. But Okay, I think I, I can... I can and fuck up the Doraku, that's for damn sure. I can hear what you're saying in regards to it. It does have a lot of... If it decides to fight, it's probably won. But the fact of the matter is there's been no... Attacks. Attacks from this creature. There's been, as I said earlier, it's been a, like, it's pestered cars is the strongest words I can use to describe that, uh, read, you know? I've read uh, anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking teen parked cars of teenagers. Yeah, classic uh, in the 50s, you know. Yeah. They're going to have oh, to make Randy, a point. Uh, give me your jacket. And then yeah. the Mothman is just sort of, it's, as a moth, it just flat smashes into the car <laughs> repeatedly. Turn the lights off. <laughs> he's and then he's gone. And um, as I said, he tends to just be around, you know, like he's people see him and he flies by him at speed of a car, wingspan of 10 f- feet. But he's still like 100 feet in the air, doesn't want to come near people. Like, okay. I think if. No, actually, because he does exist. If the Mothman uh, wanted to fight you, he could. But I think he's a real placid sort of nice man. Fine. Nice Mothman. But also, say- have you ever grabbed a moth and all his fucking uh, wing powdery. wing powder just comes off? Mm. Done done that's fair yeah but i suppose if we're looking at last week's breaking it down because again we change and we change our what we consider is even the kind of the framing so you were saying Mm. looking at the kappa in the world of uh the coliseum yeah fucking mothman now yeah you made a point now because i did actually say that so you can't just stop throwing words back at me please but we also Uh, can we we also can change our mind (laughs) we also can be like do you know what no because i've definitely i've definitely fucking if he's in a coliseum and he has to fight for his death i think he could fuck up a lot of creatures sure yeah but as it stands he he tends to just turn up just before a tragedy happens and be like oh guys watch the bridge and then the bridge collapses and the bridge collapses to be fair, he out of everyone we've done so far, he does have the highest body count if you attribute tragedies to himself. Well, well, do you know what? I would say that he is he has prevented the least amount of deaths. <laughs> so what? Well, like, I mean, he because he he shows up at these things and then they happen. Yeah. So he shit. He is really shit. Yeah. He shit. He shit at doing that. Like, do you he, think he flies back home to Mrs. Mothman? Is like, I told him about the bridge. Well, like, how, and that, how did you tell them? I flew my red eyes. I I <laughs> winked at them constantly. I flew about hundred feet above them, speed of a car, put yeah. my wings out, and cawed at them. Now, no one has ever seen his face. That's the thing. Apparently, if you've seen his face, you you get uh, psychosis. Well, this is maybe when it comes into evidence is that there's been multiple. Wow, I just rolled up my sleeves. Yeah, it's it's warm in here. Um, uh, 
Well, look, no, maybe we talk about this because then the next thing I'm going to talk about is, is, is evidence. I, I do I do see your point, and I actually do think that a lot of the things that I listed as reasons that he, he has good fighting potential is a stronger argument for why he could be cool. Oh, really? So you, it's going to sort of fall into either so, or category? Or? Well, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to, but I suppose you're right. He's not antagonistic. He has a... He has a uh, there's no reported attacks mm. at all. We've never had that before on the show. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, there could be... There's reports of a dog getting stolen, Um and there's multiple, you know, sightings, but no attacks and no yeah, evidence. So. There's no uh, maliciousness behind this uh, nipple, red-eyed nipple man. That's aggression, though. Fighting ability, fighting potential. Do you know what? Because of that. No, no. The way you said potential is like potential energy. Like it has the potential to fuck a, a man up. Sure. So, can we get to? Can we go give it a, a rating? Well, okay. So before we do that, right? Mm. Say um, a. Uh, a pigeon, hmm. right? If a pigeon had a ten foot wingspan, yeah, does that have a high fighting ability? It's not really in its nature to, to be, fight, yeah. to fight and be that and be predatorial. And this itself doesn't really have claws; it just yeah. has big eyes. That's the thing, yeah. So, like, but have I you seen a, have a, a pigeon flying by a group of girls? They look like terrified. Imagine <laughs> yeah, like a ten true. foot winged pigeon flying. It fucks me up. If a, if a pigeon even flies within ten feet of my head I like flinch and duck yeah. and, I was uh, eating uh, I was eating a hash brown from McDonald's like a bit hungover walking down Grafton Street and a, uh, a seagull stole out of my hand <laughs> and I was terrified it didn't even get me it was perfect like tell you tell you who I would fuck it, it, with a 10 foot wingspan any of them swans that are knocking around Portobello oh the giant if, if they if they yeah that would take that would take Mothman I was eating a fucking falafel there and one like we seriously came up and like got so close, like, <laughs> like it was really coming after me. Like ruined. It was a nice sunny day. Ruined, it ruined my, lunch. my falafel. It did ruin my falafel. Right, I'm gonna give the fighting ability because I, I take your points. Fighting ability of six. Ooh, we're gonna have to. We can't even split the difference in this one. I give it a fighting ability of two. Well, look, we'll split it. Because we eventually are going to. So have to. Uh, well, no. Let's go. Joe, what, Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you on this matter because you have no, no. Let, no, let's, let's go. Let's go. Well, let's go. Two and six, and then when we come down, that's that's the scores we're given it, and then we'll just uh, we'll we'll average out the final score. And on at the end. Moving on to evidence, the sciencey bit. What is the evidence, sir? I'm just writing something down. Evidence. Evidence. Uh, it's just a shite poke. <laughs> what? A shite poke. What's a shite poke? A shite poke is apparently uh, a big fucking crane that knocks around that area. I don't think it's called a shite poke. It is. I've got a sand crane. Well, there's also a thing called a shite poke. Okay, or, so people people are claiming it's this shite poke. Shite poke is uh, any number... Well, no, hang on. It's A shite poke is any number of birds in the heron family. Oh, okay. So that's not it. That's too small. Do, do you know what's it's probably prob- not pronounced shite poke? It's probably shitai. Shitai poking. Yeah. Pokey. Um Yeah, it's probably just a giant crane, man. Now, sorry to be dismissive of that because we do actually have to talk about the sightings. Let's move on to that. Let's let's talk about the sightings and stuff like that first before we talk about what it could be. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think that uh, any um, sane person that you explain this whole situation to would be like, oh, yeah, uh, if you say it's a shite poke or whatever, or a large heron mm-hmm. or whatever, you'd be like, oh, that's fair enough. Like, uh, Jill Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harold. Um, 
yeah, so that's that's what most people think. Mm-hmm. The the unwashed masses, the <laughs> uneducated, you know. But when you go down the rabbit hole yeah. and you've studied it for 44 years like I have. Sure, of course. Because I am 72. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> It gets a bit weird. But yeah, the Shawnee tribe, they um, are Indians who's, or, sorry, Native Americans, their reservation is around the Point Pleasant area. Mm-hmm. And they have a creature, because I said, a missing, a missing gamma, which used to fly around and before battles and used to say which side was going to win. Ooh. Which takes on its own. You're like, oh, wow, that's interesting that that, that links up. Mm-hmm. But then coming up to it, we we obviously have to discuss the big the big kahuna, the big cheese ball. Sure. What is that? Uh, the Silver Bridge. The Silver Bridge. In sure. Point Pleasant. So... In 1966, there was over 47 different sightings of what we consider the Mothman now. After mm-hmm. the first two, which was, there's an old TNT mine from World War Two, So dynamite and explosives and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, uh, nitroglycerin and stuff and the like. Um, so there's a, as I said, there was a young couple in the car and they saw, they witnessed a large, ma- a large creature fly by with uh, a large wingspan and red eyes. And then 90 miles away, Still in Point Pleasant, um, an old man heard a noise scream outside his house. And he, when he went outside, he, saw, he described the exact same thing. Now, these two people didn't know each other, and they both uh, reported this to the cops on the same day. And then it escalated from there. After those two things happened, it got the nickname Mothman from the local papers, mm-hmm. but it escalated. And there was over 47 different... Uh, sightings of this creature leading up to this incident so i've also read because um sorry i probably should actually i think that was the end of the sentence i've also read i have also <laughs> read uh no sorry the guy who wrote the Mom actual book john keel john a keel so uh with 47 official sightings between 66 and 67 i think he had uh, over a hundred reported oh, sightings really? within the within the two years and then also a lot more people who said they were afraid to report sightings so even more undocumented um sightings yeah uh, like w- so is, like 47 100 that's a huge amount of uh, sightings in such a short space of time sure now unfortunately on um in 1967 uh, uh the silver bridge that's in point pleasant collapsed now Someone had marked all the different sightings of the Mothman and mm-hmm. they all sort of converged around the bridge. And then uh, 46 people died. Fuck me. Yeah, that day. On and that then day. when they did... um, So the, the people came in after the accident and they surveyed it. One single rogue link was responsible, which they said could be tampered with. If it, So I'm not saying it was the Mothman tampered with the bridge. I know, it just... When you're when you're thinking a seven foot owl, and there's one link, yeah, you know, I just I can't. I can't that seems like something that you know the little rascal, the kappa, might do. Yeah, it's like oh, um, it unscrews a bolt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still forty six um, people tight though. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so the key part of this is that he was seen in you know this was the main bridge you know mm. connected essentially West Virginia to uh, Ohio. Um, and uh, massive, over 100 sightings between then, all saying they saw a giant fucking bird man, and then not seen for years. But After 1967, goes goes kind of into hiding. But during those sightings, those 100 sightings you, say, you saw, or you said, um, 
there is reports of men in black going around intimidating people to try and keep quiet about their story. Now, no no government agency has ever admitted it was them, but the FBI, when I emailed the FBI, they didn't get back to me. So take from that what you must. (laughs) Well, why are they trying to hide? Yeah. Well, this is an interesting thing I read about the um, the Men in Black because there's a story of um, so a Mrs. Ralph Butler, great name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ralph, Ralph. the lady, uh, said an officer visited her in May of 1967. He went by the name. So when was the actual the the bridge? Uh, that was December. So this was yeah. ahead of time. Um, he went by the name Richard French. He was five foot nine. He had olive complexion, dark hair, uh, and a pointed face. His clothing appeared to be brand new. Even the soles of his shoes were clean and unscuffed. When Mrs. Butler offered him some jello, he tried to drink the jello and acted like he'd never seen anything like this before. The strange men impersonating officials, um, these strange men impersonating officials and authority figures are referred to as the men in black. Mm. The men in black were said to have had strange eating behaviors. Those who witnessed them uh, around Point Pleasant said that they didn't know how to use a knife and fork and a waitress had to come over and show the men how to cut his steak. They didn't chew their food. They just kind of swallowed it. Many thought the, uh, of them as mysterious beings of unknown origin, poorly pretending to be human. So, extra? Terrestrial! Now, to be, fun- to be fair, if I worked for a government agency and I had to try and cover something up, I'd act so weird just to freak the locals. <laughs> like, what is this telephone you keep talking about? Give me your iPhone. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I but this this is kind of when whenever this is what we said. I think when when uh, on the uh, the Aswang, hmm. part of a strong evidence for what you had said was government officials getting involved. Hmm. You know, uh, finding that dog that had the weird tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so the sexy dog. The sexy dog. So I mean, I I feel like when you got a link with a fucking MIB hmm. with MIBs, eh, uh, uh, eh, that gives it a much a much a much higher evidence. Yeah, well, like as soon as it start, starts getting a bit shady, that's the thing when there's a bit of false flags thrown in and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge conspiracy theory uh, person. Like, obviously, I think the world's flat. Obviously, naturally, uh, naturally. Um, I do think that the sun doesn't exist. Yep. Um, and I think the moon landings. I do think that they were real, but they were done in the future, <laughs> so they haven't been done yet. Okay. <laughs> and they were broadcast back through time, but like, they're like normal day to day conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with this. Th- there's, we talk about different disasters. Mm-hmm. So you you brought up the tragedy that is nine eleven. Yeah. Now a couple of days leading up to nine eleven, there was reports of a large crane-like creature attacking the two towers. Now, like that's a bit weird. A crane, <laughs> like a crane. It's not a crane. That's is that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Like so, its natural habitat is obviously not the. Uh, New York no, skyline. Uh, so just to attack the two towers, but another so coming back with two mates. <laughs> coming back with two mates. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, but the large crane and and one person actually described it as I thought it was a large crane, uh, but it seemed to ha- it seemed to have slacks on. So that's mental. <laughs> <laughs> Unless some man had captured a crane and put slacks on the crane. Man bat wears slacks, doesn't he? In Batman. Oh, he does, he yeah. Cacks. Maybe he was man bad. But also, another uh, another tragedy, Chernobyl. Yes. We are going to talk about that. 1986. Uh, Chernobyl uh, reactor 
obviously, obviously meltdown mm-hmm. uh, caused a huge. It's one of the biggest not or one of the biggest hum, humane disasters mm-hmm. in our lifetime, and it's still in Pripyat. Uh, there, it's still a no-go zone, mm-hmm. um, which is supposed to be giant bears. There, by the way, like really, really giant bears and giant mushrooms everywhere. Really, um, but we can go with that probably in a different episode. But just before the Chernobyl uh, station me- went into meltdown, mm-hmm. again, large unidentified birds and shadows were seen flying over the area. Fuck me. Now, how frustrating must this guy be that he's telling us that shit's going to hit the fan and we're like, oh, hey, Anton, let's drink the vodka and celebrate Chernobyl. You know? <laughs> Wait, I don't know I don't know what that means. That was supposed to be me being like two Russians chatting and be like, hey, we've just seen two giant birds. Let's... Hey, fr- Anton, Hey, man. Anton. Yes, Sergey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that they, they they just didn't even notice it, and they just uh, are, are, are. No, the, the thing is like because we do have descriptions of what those things look like, they they noticed it, but they didn't do anything about it. Now because I have studied this, if someone said to me, "Oh man, I just saw loads of blackbirds flying outside the port tunnel or something," I'd be like, "Don't go to the port tunnel, please." <laughs> but loads of blackbirds is different to. All right, and so if a giant bird with slacks on flies towards the port well, tunnel, let's not spoil too much. We have to talk about this later on. What? In the in the in the freak encounters. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then uh, we talked about Chernobyl, but there's also a bridge called the I-35W, mm-hmm. which is in America, and that collapsed again. Similar similar situation. A large uh, winged creature was seen flying over the desk, uh, the area, uh, leading up to the couple of days before its crash. Fuck me. I mean, I've read as well. You've got um, for the swine flu outbreak in Mexico. You know, you've got. Massive uh, uh, dam in southern, uh, so- southeastern China, uh, where 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 Mothman have been seen. Hmm. This guy's this guy's global. Do you think? It, do you think it's one a Mothman or is Mothmen? Well, see, this is kind of where you know you. I'm still not sure exactly what the Mothman does and what he is hmm. because. Uh, well, I'm going to stop you there now, okay? Fair. I looked at a Christian website that brought up the Mothman. Uh, and the Christian website has said it's, it was actually uh, angels foretelling the destruction of sinful people. So Chernobyl deserved it. Silverbridge deserved it. 9-11, I'm not even going to say that because it will cause so much shit. No. 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 But, yeah, but I mean, they, they do, I mean, they do say that. You do have, you do have kind of like... A, not not us or whatever anyone would have fucking sense, but uh, you know, very God fearing people would say that disaster is a reminder of God's wrath because they've got an Old Testament and a New Testament. Yeah. But is there something to be said for this, which is that you know, there's a lot of kind of maybe we'll even look at them in an episode. But the idea of angels, I mean, there's a lot of theories, especially if you go down the kind of David Icke kind of route, uh, where you have angels. Are they come? Is the idea of heaven above, or is it through interdimensions? Mm. And there's there's different genus and choir of angel like the, the Nephilim and, and and you know bringing fire and fire in the sky and hell and aliens and interdimensions. I mean, it all could be connected. Mm. And especially if you link the Mothman with uh, UFO sightings at the time, the idea that he can kind of see into time, breaking into the fourth dimension, mm. looking, seeing things it's in clairvoyant. advance, clairvoyant. Or also, or also, I mean, this is kind of a much bigger thing in terms of just the whole cryptid thing, but there are theories 
that the idea of a cryptid or any unexplained being is something passing through our dimension that we just physically can't comprehend. Can't comprehend. Uh, or, 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 you know, similarly, the way your eyes will kind of like rest on something and form something based on what you already know. You know, this flying mothman, we're like, it's kind of like because I know what an owl is, you know? You're making a pattern from something that you've you've recognized before, but you don't know what you're seeing now. So you're yeah. associating it with something that you've seen. There's also a theory, and I know I'm kind of going on a bit of a tangent yeah. here, but there's also a theory that the the I'm going to kind of butcher it, but that the color blue doesn't exist or didn't exist before blue existed. Like people physically didn't see blue. So when they looked at before you had actual blue paint, uh, I mean, we're looking at the studio here. We've got blue chairs. You've got blue here. Uh, blue tablecloth here but because but, blue itself was like ground up what's it lapis lazuli or yeah, whatever yeah. it's called uh, that that had to be made into a paint that beforehand if you read any ancient scripture there's no there's no description of blue at all that it was only after so people's... as soon as we saw it, we took it into our perception exactly yeah. but even now I mean I said blue how did you notice how blue this room was before I said blue well yeah as soon as you said blue I did notice that 90% of the things in this room are blue except for the white but also, it's just based on what you kind of... Anyway. Uh, this has gone off uh, horribly off No, <laughs> this is good. This is real. This is a real, this is real, real conversations, what we're talking about here. But the main point I was saying is, what if the fucking Mothman itself is an angel? You know, but, in, uh, but also in the same way people think that aliens are angels. Ancient aliens and, you know, that, that whole tangent of, of, of thinking. Are you on, are you do you understand what I'm saying? Are you well, on board with that? I, I I'm f- I'm firmly my foot my my degrees in cryptozoology, so this is like advanced physics for myself, you know. But I do understand. I do think that there is things outside our realm of knowledge. This is uh, partly why we do the show, you know, sure. to try and educate the masses. I've now realized how beautiful your blue eyes are. Oh, this yeah. is. Uh, we're gonna stop this podcast for a sec. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Right, so sorry, we were talking about fucking <laughs> evidence. So, what after that uh, rant about angels? What we'll talk about is in Chicago in December yeah, so. 2017. Uh, there's been an upsurge of sights mm-hmm. of this mothman. Apparently, he's flying around and he's caused car crashes. Fuck me. So even like a lot of these uh, cryptids we've been talking about is ancient history and stuff like that, like the Aswang mm-hmm. and Kappa and stuff like that. But we, up until like December 2017 has been, Chicago's has like a, a huge upswing. And of course, Chicago people are trying to uh, cash in on that and they're selling t-shirts like I saw the Mothman, West Virginia's crap. <laughs> well, I have it here. Just the, the, there's a Vice article about it saying that uh, the thing he saw, this guy Amitrano, uh, what's Logan Amit? No, Logan Square. John Amitrano's name of the guy said he saw the thing, which according to him had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone, human-like shape, flew in a strange swooping motion, undulating up and down. Uh, and then he tried to get his phone, but it was charging. Oh, convenient. Typical. Typical. But other people say it looked like a big owl, glowing red eyes, gothic uh, gargoyle, Mothman. Ooh. That's recent. That's this year. That's this article this year. is this year. No. See, like, fighting ability, I would not give this uh, as well as you have given it. But evidence-wise, I'd put it up there. I'd give it I'd give it strong because we we might not be able to fully identify what it is. Uh, it could be a whole conglomerate of different ideas and pastiches. Sure, sure. But I mean, what do you give it out of 10? I would give it... I give it an 8. I give it an 8. We are agreed for that. 
Now here's where it gets interesting. Let's talk about the cool factor. Look, this thing's one of the most popular things we've we've ever we've discussed on this podcast. We've discussed, anyway. yeah. Um, well, actually, do you know what? That's not true. The aswang is probably a lot more popular in Philippine culture, and, and, and the is probably, is probably yeah. more. Yeah, so that's not true, but uh, definitely well cited. But definitely well cited. Uh, the Dabaku is not that famous in Ireland. We've we found on our yeah their travels. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think Irish people like cryptozoology. But we'll get into that. We'll we'll change We're changing our minds. Them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think. It's ingrained in middle America. Mm-hmm. Go to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to a different podcast. I will not mention who. Uh, but midway through, they just started t- talking about... They were from West Virginia, and they just started talking about Mothman out of new, no reason. Yeah. And they were they talked about it like it was their friend that they knew from high school. <laughs> like, oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, he, he, bum- he came over, bummed 20 bucks off me, and then flew away. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Meg, I obviously, it, was, it became hugely popular with, in 1975 when the book The Mothman Prophecies came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was by Richard Leak, wasn't it? Richard Gere. Richard... <laughs> No. That was the movie. <laughs> John, John John Leak, yeah. John Leak, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the movie was made, or the book was made into a movie in 2002 starring, as you said, Richard Gere. Is the film any good? I've not seen it. Um, It's not Richard Gere's finest. Obviously, Runaway Bride is. But, oh, a yeah. Pretty Woman, hello. I think they should remake Pretty Woman instead of Julia Roberts. It's the Mothman. See, this is what I this is what I was thinking, and you have it like because because I, I haven't seen it, and I I haven't seen I seen Primal Fear and Pretty Woman. I don't watch a lot of, a lot of Richard Gere movies. Yeah. I'm just picturing like, you know, he's like just falling for <laughs> the, the the red eye nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I always believed in you. I, I yeah. did. I knew you existed. And then he's trying to give her the necklace, and he keeps slapping the the thing closed. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> like knocking everything over with a big wingspan. Yeah. But it just means he's laughing. Um, it is cool. Every year in West Virginia, they do have a Mothman festival. It's one of the most uh, attended festivals in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, people come from far and wide to try and uh, cryptozoologists, uh, such as ourselves, such as ourselves. Like a couple of uh, colleagues of mine uh, who who have written some papers on it have been attended it. Mm-hmm. Now it is usually for the not the locals. You know, mm-hmm. it's for travelers in town. But the locals sell merchandise. It's one of the highest uh, boosts to their economy in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, cool-wise, sure, it needs a rebranding. Yeah, lie. yeah. We need to also know what it can do. Mm. Uh, if I can get like a little one sheet of like all of its powers. Yeah. Um, we do need to have like it, it, we need a more uh, direct, focused motivation for this creature. Yeah. If I if someone told me. Here's what he does. I'll be like, okay, now he's a bit cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, if his job is like to warn people of mm-hmm. of of impending doom. Yeah. Like, I picture him like with like some kind of Woody Allen voice. Oh no, I let him yeah. down again. <laughs> oh no. Or like uh, that dog from fucking Warner Brothers. Or what's it called like? Uh, not a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Droopier. Yeah. Droopy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that thing. Hannah Barbera, actually. Hannah Barbera, sorry what I said. No, it's fine, but just. Yeah. Ooh, that's the bridge, folks. <laughs> Percy Pig. Was that. Piggy. Was that. Was that. A, was that a kind of play on that's all, folks? Yeah. That's, that's the bridge. The, that's the bridge, folks. <laughs> um, I do think Four a revamp. Reimagining. Picture this, all right? Close your eyes. Yeah. Uh, You are driving across a bridge. Fine. 10 foot wingspan lands on top of your car 
you look up glowing red eyes. Channing Tatum. <gasps> oh yeah, and then what? Then then what happens is you got a bit of fucking. And then, when he's, then he's just fucking going at it right on your he's, bonnet. He's grinding on your car. He's doing a tiny bit of damage to your headlights. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. Hey, girl. <laughs> this bridge was going to collapse and kill 46 people. And then he <laughs> flies away. Oh, my phone was charging. Um, Yeah, I'm into that. I, I The Mothman... See, this is... I think the, 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 the Richard Gere went down the kind of Mothman prophecies mm. route. You know, I want to see... I I'm, the, the most the, the most fascinating thing for me is when it gets less mystic and it gets a kind of more like what kind of animal is this that has kind of weird weird fucking dodgy panels. Well, have you seen um, uh, a Guillermo del Toro movie called Mimic? Yes, where uh, the moth uh, that is a uh, mothman or the cockroach is turned into like the moth. Yeah, um, that's the sort of thing when I when I first heard the mothman, I thought it was a moth where its wings had looked like a human. Mm. Put it in front of its face and it just. Scared people. It's like, oh, boo! I'm boo. An actual, I'm an actual moth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it needs a rebranding. It needs, it needs def- definitive motives. Mm-hmm. It needs to look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It needs to grind on my car, <laughs> and at one point, it might have to fight Godzilla. Uh, I'll have to resize them like they did with King Kong. Yeah, that's the only thing. But cool well, factor. Anyway, go on. What? Sorry, what? I was saying it was Mothra. Oh no! Was that not Mothman? Mothra. Oh no, I confused them. I've I've been googling Mothra. I think we have, oh, to, we, no. have, we have to start this episode again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not that cool. Gonna throw it out there. Right. Well, don't give a rating yet. I'm gonna tell you some of the things that. So, right, the things that I think make it cool. Yeah. Right, is seven foot man, which in some cases looks like a kind of wrestler's body. That's every uh, Tinder profile ever. Must be above seven. Must foot. be above seven <laughs> foot. Must have ten foot wingspan. Must have glowing red eyes. Must be radioactive. Also, the fact that it may be a ghost or it may have colluded with aliens. What? I mean, this is what people like. This is what they link Mothman with. They link it with the supernatural in terms of the fucking astral ecto realm. They link it with aliens. Uh, they it could be radioactive. Hmm. But then, when you think about it. All of these things combined into one cryptid. It's less of a cryptid and more of a PlayStation 1 creator wrestler by some yeah. new metal team sitting around with a bit too much time. Like, yeah, man. Smackdown tears. <laughs> yeah, just listening to fucking corn yeah. and, uh, and, and and creating a wrestler. So. It's like, oh, wow, let's give him wings. Okay, now let's give him horns. Yeah. yeah Red yeah. nipple eyes. Let's give him that. Yeah. But you know what? Also, something I need to kind of, I suppose, fess up to in- internally is that I somehow you know, gave the Mothman more credibility, even though it comes in a shorter span of time, shorter time span of sightings compared mm. to the other things we've seen, because it's Western, because it's America. And oh, I give that that's some interesting actually and yeah. I've given that some sort of more credit. Even though the reported sightings, you have reported sightings of the Kappa, you have reporting sightings of the Aswang. Everyone knows what an Aswang is. Mm. Um, you know, and the popularity of those. I've been like, oh no, Mothman is more popular just because I think the West It's so, white people <laughs> white people. So yeah. there you are. I need to break break down break down my boundaries. But look, I think that's a prejudice you have. Prejudice I have. That yeah. look, I'm always I'm always learning. Always, always learning. Always educating always. myself on this. Yeah, but I understand where you're coming from. Like uh, I was more ready to believe the Mothman because it was a Western. Yeah. Like, and us Westerners would never lie. No. As you know. Now never. Us colonizers. Yeah. Um. So look, I'm gonna give this a cool factor, because it's not it's not really it's not I don't think it's uncool. How how we'll break it down is. 
would you invite it to a party? Yeah, because it's well, that's because it's harmless. Yeah, and it's he's and, the guy behind be cool. the bar servant is like, oh man, do you want to yeah, yeah. uh, Pap's blue ribbon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're looking great tonight. <laughs> nice slacks. Oh yeah, the fucking slacks. So what? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I I think he's cool to a point. I think he was cool when Richard Gere was with him in Pretty Woman. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna give him a four. Four. Right. It's a low, low four. I've given it a six because of all of its different powers. So we'll split the difference. Give it a five. Yeah. And that is ooh. Right. Okay. I'm gonna divvy up the. Get the old final score tune going. Now that's 17, 17 for the mock man. Even when we split our, uh, our fighting ability, I split that right in half. So I gave it a two, you gave it a six, I put it in four. Yep. Uh, that brings up to 17. So we got an average of a four, an eight, and a five. Um, let me. Uh, so that's seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Right. So what are the current rankings and uh, what are the current tables of the Premier Crypt? At uh, the Premier Crypt, um, number one we have the Dubaku yes. with twenty-one. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. The only reason he's number one is because we did him first. Yeah. And then we have the Kappa, uh, our friend from the east. Yes. He's tw- twenty-one also. Very nice. Uh, following up behind, we have the Aswangs of the Philippines. Uh-huh. 18. Strong contender. Yeah. Could do better. Uh, and then we have Mothman. Some people are going to be very upset. Mothman fourth. Yeah. I, I, we're going to get... Do you know what? Mothman. We're going to see Mothman crossing across the, the Lewis or something. Oh, no. So awkward. A slow, being yeah. slowly hit by the Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I listened to your podcast. Uh, I didn't like my ranking. Yes, yeah, so Smotman comes in last. Obviously, we'd like to hear from yourselves to see if you'd uh, want to change anything about this. If you convince us, uh, we will re- revisit this at some stage. Sure. Mothman revisited. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, now I think it's time for a cheeky little freak encounter. This is this is this uh, before I even start, right? This is fucking top drawer podcast material. Mm. This is a fucking this is this is one of my favorite stories. You've actually told me this before, and now I don't spook easily. Uh, and this one sent a shiver down my spine. Right, so I'm gonna kick it off, right? So now, just to give a bit of credibility for this story. This is a story that wasn't told to me by a friend. It was told to me by their parents, saying this happened mm. to our son, Glenn. Okay. So it was said by parents. So that means that it's definitely real. So listen. When Glenn was a baby... I think he lives in Kulak. When Glenn was a baby in Kulak. It was a stormy night. Wind was beating down the windows. And, the, and so was the rain howling outside they heard a crash Glenn's parents downstairs and ran up to their child they opened the door 
and the window was broken. Rain pouring in, and the wind again beating down the window. They went up to the crib, and Glenn wasn't in his crib. And they heard a murmuring <laughs> in the corner. And the room was pitch black, but in this very corner, it was even a darker black. It was almost looking like it was absorbing the light itself. Glenn's dad took a paper, lit it on fire, and held it up to the corner. The black figure turned, or turned around, revealing a cloak, and it was holding Glenn in its hands. Glenn crying. He held the paper up to the face and revealed a long black beak. The Birdman dropped Glenn, jumped out the window, and flew away into the moonlight. This is a story that Glenn's parents have said is true. And there was a police report. But you know what goes one more, Jago? This is how legit this is. And I'm going to play the tune again from the start. This is how legit it is. You, there's a famous urban legend. There's a famous urban legend of a babysitter looking after a baby. And she keeps calling the parents and saying... The baby keeps crying, the baby keeps crying, and eventually says, I think it's that giant clown teddy that's sitting in the corner. And the parents say, we don't have a clown teddy. The police get called, the man gets arrested. It was a paedophile sitting in the corner, dressed as a clown. Now we all heard this urban legend, but a friend of mine actually told it, that it was a friend of his it happened to. And I actually asked this friend, I confronted her and said, did this story actually happen to you with, with the, the paedophile sitting in the corner? And she said, yes, it did. But it wasn't the clown like everyone says. The man was dressed as a raven. Holy. It's a true story. Shit. So, Freak Encounter, what was it? Could that Whoa. have been a Mothman? Could that have been a... So, Mothman's officially a paedophile now? You've, that's what you've, that's what you've heard. We bush. bring up paedophiles far too much on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's always some sort of sex fest um, but uh, we'd love to hear more from yourselves if you have any freak encounters We've, we get a lot of ghost freak encounters in but we'd like a bit something a bit more tangible certainly well, I mean to be obviously fair we'd, hear, like, we'd like anything obviously we welcome everything but if you saw a weird dog at your back garden or you were out camping and you heard a weird noise and then you found like a weird bundle of sticks all over that shit mm. um, and where do they send us to Tony? they can send those to gmail sexybeastspod at gmail.com and then sexybeastspod on your Twitters, on your Instagrams. Hit us up! And also sexybeasts the Facebook, Facebook page, page, which I'm sure you can find. And uh, yet again, we'd like to thank uh, Connor Doodles on Instagram for all our artwork because he's a talented man and he's not getting enough recognition. We don't deserve him. We don't deserve... We deserve better. We deserve better. Jago, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for this week. Tony, always a pleasure. And remember, light those papers at the corner. That's it. See you guys later. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Oh, are you big but cryptic? Supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago. Oops, there's that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who does that fuck sell? You could laugh at me, smack at me. With a Bigfoot dick, you could slap at me, blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness monster pussy. Big baby, sexy beast. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.